0: Never mind the dishes, Mom. Relax. It's time for Blondie. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Matt Emerson. Raise that curtain, Matt.
1: This land is your land, this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. As I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. Well, I roamed and rambled, and I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. While all around me, a voice was sounding, saying this land was made for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Islands, From the redwood forest to the Gulf Stream waters Yes, this land was made for you and me The sun came shining and I was strolling And the wheat fields waving and the dust clouds rolling As the fog was lifting, a voice was chanting, this land was made for you and me. Sing it with me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. This land was made for you and me. Thank you,
0: Matt. This week's episode is being sponsored by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater troupe for more than 30 years. You know, folks, they say there are three things you can count on in this life. Death, taxes, and the right to own bears. Well, I believe there is another thing that you can count on, and that's the Watertown Players. You can always count on the Watertown Players for providing good, old-fashioned family entertainment at affordable prices. And this gives me the perfect opportunity to tell you that the Watertown Players Children's Theater Workshop will be performing soon at the Elks Lodge of Watertown. I'll give you more information in the next commercial break, so don't touch that dial. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, our weekly visit with the Bumsteads. It's morning, and Blondie is in the kitchen fixing Dagwood a light breakfast of pancakes and sausage with eggs and potatoes on the side. Baby Dumpling enters in the self-chosen character of a Pony Express rider. Whoa,
2: whoa, Ralph. Hello, Mommy. Hello, Baby Dumpling. Is Ralph your horse, baby? Uh Uh-huh, I'm a Pony Express. I have to ride all over carrying letters to people and stuff. I see the Pony Express brings in the morning paper now, too. Uh Uh-huh. Here's your paper, lady. Thank you. No letters this morning? Well, they were all bills, so I left them in the hall. How did you know they were bills, baby? Oh, they all had little windows in the front to read through. Mr. Crumb told me they were bills. Well, the mailman ought to know. Listen, baby. I've got a job for the Pony Express. Take a message to Mr. Dagwood Bumstead, our bedroom, second floor. Dear Mr. Bumstead, breakfast is ready. Yours truly, Blondie. Okay. Hey, Ralph, snap out of it. Giddy up, Ralph. Wait a minute. Whoa, Ralph. Take this newspaper and put it on the table in the hall. Okay. Giddy up, Ralph. Whoa, Ralph. Here comes Daddy now. I think he's walking in sleep again, Mommy. Look at his eyes. He's still pretty tired, I guess. Up all night making out his income tax. Come on, Dagwood. I've got a nice breakfast for you. Uh,
3: Okay, honey.
2: Go put that paper out of his sight, baby. Giddy up, Ralph. Look out, Daddy. The Pony Express.
3: Hey, where are you going with that paper?
2: Now, Dagwood, never mind the paper. Come eat your breakfast. Look, sausage and pancakes and potatoes and eggs.
3: No bacon?
2: No, Dagwood. You ate all the bacon sometime last
3: night. Oh, yeah. I ate it between bad debts and other deductions authorized by law. Between what, dear? Oh, are
2: they things on the income tax?
3: Uh Uh-huh. They come right after fire, storm, and shipwreck. Goodness,
2: does the government charge people for having fires or
3: shipwrecks? No, honey, you can charge them. I took off for the time I was pressing my pants and left the hot iron on them, but it didn't help much.
2: How much did you finally owe, Dagwood? Well, it was,
3: er, I think it came to $15. No, no, that was bad debts. Uh, The 15 I loaned Fuddle that time.
2: Well, if you can't remember, never mind.
3: Drink your coffee. I can't remember any of the figures now. Too many of them. Hey, where's my morning paper? I want to see if they caught that feller. Who, dear? The one in last night's paper. He got away from what the paper called a reorientation ranch. It was a private hospital for people with problems.
2: Whoa, Ralph. Oh no! Hey, any mail for the Pony Express? Oh, do you collect mail too, Mr. Express? Sure. Got any to collect? Yes. You go into the living room and pick up all those old envelopes that Daddy scattered around on the floor when he was figuring his tax last night. Okay, Mommy. Where will I deliver them to? Well, will you want them anymore, Dagwood?
3: Nope. I never want to see them again.
2: Okay. I'll take them around on my route. Giddy up, Ralph! I never saw so many old envelopes in my life. Why didn't you use paper to do your figuring on Dagwood?
3: Well, see, you can get too many figures at once on a piece of paper. Too many figures at once make me nervous and I get them all wrong. But you give me the back of an old envelope and I'm okay.
2: I think it was very smart of you to figure out your income tax all alone. Lots of people can't make head or tail of
3: it. Well, it wasn't so easy, even for me. One time I almost gave up. About three this morning I had to go out and walk around the block to cool off. I almost got arrested. Digwood. why? Well, I must have been running over some of the figures out loud. A cop came up and asked me if I was the fox. Who? The fox, the one that got away last night. Goodness, what happened? Oh, I told him I wasn't crazy, just doing my income tax. So he offered to come in and help me. Said he could show me a shortcut on the depreciation, obsolescence, and depletion, Schedule E. I said, no thanks, and we had a nice chat about rents, repairs, and other expenses before I came back to work. Well,
2: the idea of taking you for the fox. Oh,
3: it's kind of a compliment in a way. In what way? Well, see... That man, Fox, was a very important guy before they had to take him to the reorientation ranch.
2: Oh, poor man. Tell me about him, Dagwood.
3: Well, everyone calls him the Fox of Finance because he was a financial wizard, mixed up in banks and railroads and steamship lines and all that stuff.
2: Oh, and then I suppose he lost it all that made him
3: a little odd. He's more than a little, but it wasn't losing his money because he never lost any. He did fine. Kept his eye on all the different kinds of business and all. And then, one year, he tackled one thing too many. Oh? What was it? He tried to make out his own income tax.
2: Are you trying to be funny, Dagwood?
3: No, honey. That's what happened. They found him halfway through his income report, and they suspected right away he was not himself. Why? because he claimed he was a pencil sharpener and needed grinding. What a shame. So they
2: sent him to the reorientation ranch?
3: Yeah, it's a big private place where people can play. They're Napoleon or pencil sharpeners or plates of ham and eggs if they want to. Uh, Speaking of
2: ham and eggs. No, Dagwood, you've just eaten a breakfast big enough for a farm hand in harvest time.
3: How did the fox escape from the ranch? Oh, he was foxy as usual. He behaved so well they let him walk by himself. And last night, he just kept walking. He left a note saying he had to go finish that income report.
2: Poor man. It's been on his mind all this time. Well, thank goodness you got through yours without anything happening.
3: Yep, all through for another year. Got it right here in my pocket, ready to mail. Well, let's see what it looks like, dear. Sure, here it. Uh, uh, other pocket, I guess. Uh, no. Now where? Hey, it's gone, too. Dagwood, after all your work, are you sure it's gone? Well, I know I had it here in my pocket, I think. Hey, where are you going? I'm going to look in the living room, maybe. I'll come with you. I did put it on the table first. But then i thought it would be safer in my pocket but it isn't in my pocket so it's got to be in here
2: well i don't see it dagwood but
3: i've got to mail it today hey where are those envelopes with the figures on them
2: you let baby dumpling have them for his pony express
3: oh gosh i bet he picked up my income tax with the other stuff hey where did he go
2: i don't know but i'll go find him You stay here in case he comes back while I'm gone.
3: Yeah, um, but suppose he doesn't have it when he comes back?
2: Well, Dagwood, I'm sorry. But in that case, I'm afraid you'll have to start all over again.
3: Two? Two?
2: Excuse me, Mrs. Reardon. Have you seen Baby Dumpling this morning? I have, then, and him as lively as Gilligan's goat. Oh, thank you. Which way was he going when you saw him? Well, from the look of him, he was headed east, but from the talk of him, he was going out west to be an expressman. I know. He's playing Pony Express, and he's carried off his father's income tax return. I've simply got to find baby, or my husband will have to start all over again.
0: Internal Revenue, Office of the Collector. Mr. Cash speaking.
3: Oh, hello. Uh, Dagwood Bumstead speaking. Remember me?
0: Uh, no, Mr. Brownbread.
3: Bumstead. Well, listen, I've been sending in my income tax every year.
0: I'm glad to hear it.
3: Yeah, you fellers never had any trouble with me, uh, before.
0: Oh? Are we going to have trouble with you?
3: Well, see, I had my blank all made out, but I, uh... Seem to have lost it.
0: Oh, you did? Well, what do you want me to do? Tell J. Edgar Hoover?
3: Oh, no. Uh, Don't bother the G-men. Just wondering. Uh,
0: Yes? You've got me wondering, too.
3: See? All the envelopes are lost, too. Uh, The ones I figured it out on. But I remember what it came to. Could I just mail in how much I owe you?
0: I'm afraid not, Mr. Bedstead.
3: Bumstead. Well, listen. What do I do in a case like this?
0: You make some more notes, and you fill out another blank, and you mail it in before it's too late, or else. Goodbye, Mr. Numhead.
3: Well, uh, goodbye? Fine thing, or else. I should have told him a few things. Listen, if that's your idea of a way to treat a taxpayer, I've got a good mind not to send in my tax at all. Two G-men. Listen, I was only kidding. Well, if you can't take a joke, I'll go quietly. Go where, friend? How do I know? Ah, just drifting with the
4: stream, eh? Well, friend, I've got a remedy for that. Just feast your eyes on this handsome volume I hold in my hand. Wait a minute. Are you selling books? I'm glad to see you. Well, thanks. Now just notice the strong cover in which this opus is bound. Okay, I'll take it. Lithographed in three brilliant colors, er... What did you say? I said I'd buy it. Oh, well now, you notice the price, plainly marked on the cover, one dollar. But as a special introductory offer... Here's the dollar. This is very irregular, friend. Don't you want me to tell you about this book? Well, you can tell me, but I'll buy it anyway. You'll never regret it, friend. Why, within the covers of this work of wisdom lies the solution to any and all problems that life may hold.
3: Well... I lost some important papers. How do I get them back?
4: Lost Articles, page 10. Here we are. Write the name of the lost article three times on three slips of paper. One pink, one white, one green. Uh Uh-huh. Place the papers under your pillow, and after taking three spoonsful of salt and three sips of water, go to sleep. Hey, do I have to go back to bed to make this work? Naturally, friend. As the title reveals, this
3: book is Old Wizard Nemo's Dream Book. I won't have time for that. I have to get my income tax all made out and in the mail before tonight. Income tax,
4: eh? That's bad. You said it. What you want is the sequel to my dream book, Nemo's Friend in Need or Family Fortune Teller. Its advice is never wrong. No waiting, no delay. How much? The price is plainly marked on... Here's another dollar. Here's the other book. You want to know what to do about an income tax? Yeah. Say no more. Think of a number. Eh? I'm showing you how to obtain the old gypsy's advice. Think of any number.
3: Okay. I have.
4: Double it and add your age.
3: Uh, wait now. Uh
4: Uh-huh. I've got it. Subtract the date and what do you get? Nineteen. Splendid. Now close your eyes. My eyes? That's right. Close them tight and count to nineteen. Then say, Gypsy, Gypsy, what shall I do? You'll find the answer on page 9, paragraph 10.
3: Well, okay. Er, 1, 2, 3... You're peeking. No, I can't see a thing. Honest. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19... All right to open my eyes now? Hey, where are you? Gosh, he's gone. Oh well. Uh, Gypsy, gypsy, what shall I do? Page 9, paragraph 10, eh? Here it is. Let's see. You are a bright, likable fellow. But unless you stop fooling around and get down to work right now, you're going to be in serious trouble. To... Two.
2: Filigree. Filigree Jones. Have you seen anything of baby Dumpling this morning?
3: Yes, Miss Bumstead, I sure did. Who was that man he was with?
2: Oh, was there a man with him? Yes, ma'am. A man came up to the boy and gave him some candy. Then they walked off together. Oh, dear. I've told him never to speak to strangers. Yes, ma'am.
3: There are lots of no good folks around here lately. Need to keep an eye on the children nowadays. Oh, why didn't you stop them? Well, seems like I was sitting down at the time. If I had been standing up, I expect I would have gone over, and I Which way did they go? They went walking out toward the park. Well, I'll find them.
2: Oh, I've got to find them. I never should have let him out of my sight. Oh, baby! Baby Dumpling! Oh, if anything happened to you...
0: This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players is a total community theater group that is open to thespians of all ages, and we are thrilled as a hog rolling around in a nice cool puddle of mud to tell you that the Watertown Players Children's Theater Workshop is in rehearsal for their production of Folk Tales for Fun. The production will be staged at the Elks Lodge of Watertown on Saturday, May 1st. This multicultural play, produced in cooperation with Pioneer Drama Service, features both familiar and unfamiliar folktales from Germany, Egypt, Turkey, and Liberia, as well as other exotic locales. Audiences will find themselves lost in the magic and fun of other cultures. For ticket information, go to the Watertown Players' Facebook page without delay. Also coming soon, in conjunction with the fellow Tip Baptist Church drama troupe, We are presenting Worth the Cost, a story of Adoniram Judson, missionary to Burma. This production will be performed at the Watertown Players Theater on Sunday, April 18th at 2 p.m. Check the Watertown Players Facebook page to get all the pertinent information. Limited seating is available. Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, while Blondie still searches frantically for Baby Dumpling, we return to Dagwood at home. He is preparing to start over on that income tax, and to prevent interruption, he's just hung a sign on the front door. Do not disturb. Man at
3: work. P.S. Do not ring bell or knock because I won't answer. There. That'll give me a little peace, maybe. Now, let's see. Two! I forgot about the phone. I won't answer! Hello?
2: Good afternoon. What radio program are you listening to?
3: No, go away.
2: I beg your pardon?
3: What was it? I'm busy.
2: This is the Crosshopper Consumers Query.
3: Oh, well, Thanks just the same, but I'm... Are you happily married? Sure, but listen...
2: How long married? And state why, if you don't mind.
3: Look, I'm trying to do my income tax and...
2: What is your income tax this year?
3: I don't know. I've got to find out.
2: Do you remember offhand who sponsors Aunt Fanny's Fish Fry Hour?
3: Well, it's... I think it's...
2: You may have three guesses.
3: Is it Bill Goodwin?
2: No, I never heard of him.
3: Oh, well, my wife likes him.
2: What is your favorite program?
3: Well, uh, the police calls are nice. All in code, you know. Attention all cars. Go to you know where and find out stuff. It may be a six and seven ace. B. That's all. Hey, do you know what those numbers mean?
2: No, and I haven't had time to chat now. I'm very busy.
3: Oh, well, excuse me.
2: You better trade your radio in on a prowl car. Goodbye.
3: Thanks. I'll think it over. How's that? two. Now where was I? Oh, income tax. Well, let's see. Computation of surtax, subtract six and seven-eighths from Aunt Fanny's fish fry. Uh, No, oh.
2: I I beg your pardon?
5: Yes, you'd like to have a seat on this bench? Certainly.
2: Oh, no, thanks. I just wanted to ask.
5: Oh, you're worried, aren't you? There's nothing like a bench in the park for worry. Sit down, sit down, madam.
2: I'm afraid I haven't time.
5: (laughs) Tut, tut, tut. Time, that was my worry too. So many things to do, no time to do them. Yes, but uh, I gave it all up.
2: You don't understand, I've lost my little boy.
5: Oh, pity. Wonderful things, boys. I was a boy once, you know.
2: Yes, I'm sure you were, but...
5: Always wanted a boy of my own. Always planned to marry and all that. Kept thinking that someday. But I was money mad. Couldn't let go. Couldn't stop to, to live.
2: I'm so sorry. You haven't seen my boy then?
5: Well, let's see. Uh, He was a little chap with light hair, blue eyes.
2: Why, yes, and he was dressed...
5: Like that little fellow behind you?
2: Hello, Mommy. Baby! Oh, my darling. Mommy has been so worried. Oh, I was okay, Mommy. That man was taking care of me. Oh, thank you so much. I heard he'd been seen with some man, but... He's lots of fun, Mommy. He knows games to play.
5: Yes, yes. I I like games, you see. Never had time to play them myself.
2: Well, Baby would keep you busy playing, if you had the time.
5: Oh, yes, yes. Lots of time now. Time for the important things, like boys and games.
2: Won't you come see us sometime? My husband would like to thank you, too, for being so nice to Baby.
5: Oh, any time. Come any time. Now?
2: Why, yes. Why not? Come home with us now. This is our house. That's our front door.
5: Oh dear me, that sign on the door.
2: Do not disturb man at work. Oh, that's all right, we can go in. It just means my husband.
5: Busy, eh? Too bad. Warn him to relax.
2: Oh, he usually relaxes easily enough. But today he's making out his income tax.
5: Oh, perhaps I could help him. I'm very good at figures.
2: If you could help him, he'd be extra pleased
3: to see you. Go away. I'm busy. Dear me. Oh, excuse me. It's you, Blondie, and Baby. Listen, Baby Dumpling, what did you do with my income tax? What's that, Daddy? It was a big paper, all folded up, and all over printing, and it was in a long envelope. I didn't take it, Daddy. I just took the old envelopes. Honest. Two? I can't make the new one come out all right.
2: Well, this gentleman says he can help you.
3: Gosh, he can. Come in. Uh, Come right in.
2: It's about time. Baby, go wash your hands. I'll make some coffee and things. Be back soon.
3: Now
5: then. Uh, Just show me your tax return, Blank. (laughs) My, my, this is just like old times.
3: Here it is, but...
5: Oh, now don't think anything more about it. You go help your wife. I'll have this ready in no time. Yes.
3: Well, if you can, you're a wizard.
5: Oh, that's what they call me.
3: (laughs) Well, I'll leave you alone. Blondie. Hey, Blondie. Out here, dear. Hey, listen. Listen. Where did you meet that feller? Who is he? Oh, isn't that funny?
2: I never asked his name. But he was so good to Baby. Baby was lost,
3: you know. He was? Well, it's a good thing he met a nice old guy like that. Now, who's that at the back door? I'll find out. Yes?
6: You will excuse me. Speak very quietly, please. I am Dr. Auerbach.
3: Dr. Auerbach? Are you the famous Dr. Auerbach?
6: I am not unknown in the field of psychiatry.
2: Well, why come to our back door, doctor?
6: Yeah, you wouldn't need to see anyone in our house. I am afraid, sir, that you are mistaken. Eh? What? Do you know the man who is now in your, er, living room?
2: Well, not very well.
6: Then I do. I must warn you that he is quite mad, poor fellow. Too? Shh. we must handle him with tact. You see, he is a very wealthy and important man, even though...
2: Wait! He... he's not the fox!
6: Exactly. We've been tracing him all day. It was just by luck that he was seen entering here.
3: Oh, he seems so gentle. What a shame. Listen, I don't think he's any screwier than I am. I mean, than anybody is.
6: Let's go into the next room and I'll show you. After you, madame. Well, well, Harry. So here you are, eh? Uh, yes, yes. Don't, don't bother me just now. Busy, you know. I'm sorry to disturb you, Harry. But we've been a little worried at the, er, uh, ranch. Oh, took a walk,
5: that's all. Sick of the ranch. No pigeons.
2: Pigeons? Shh.
5: Please, we could have bought you pigeons, Harry. Oh, I wanted to see the pigeons in the park. Now, go away. I'm I'm doing an income tax.
3: See? He knows what he's doing. Maybe you're wrong, Doc.
6: Look at what he has done and see. Let's see, my friend. Almost finished. See,
5: here's the taxes I figure it.
3: Fifty thousand and eighty-nine dollars? Hey, I can't owe that much. I didn't make that much.
6: You see, non compass mentis?
3: And what's all this
2: deduction for shipwreck, two tramp steamers, and one ocean liner?
6: I haven't lost any ocean liners. Just a moment. Let me see that. Hmm, yes. No! Why, Harry, this is your income tax you're doing, isn't it? Well, of course. I started it
5: long ago. I... I can't remember, but it was too long ago.
6: Now I want to finish it. Go ahead, Harry. Check it up. I i think it's going to be all right.
5: Oh, naturally. I'm a wizard at figures, you know.
3: But listen. Shh.
2: Don't you see, Dagwood? If he can finish, get it right, it, it might mean...
6: A return to normalcy, yes. You've heard of amnesia cases. Loss of memory caused by a blow on the head. Sometimes, years later, another blow restores the memory.
2: And you think seeing this tax blank today...
6: May have started him on the road back. He may pick up his life where he left it. It all depends. On what? On whether he can get that tax right.
3: Gosh, I'd hate to have anyone tell if I was all right that way.
5: There. Now, doctor, you've been wanting to see me about those uh, headaches I've been having? Tut-tut-tut. Nothing wrong with me.
6: Harry, I'm going to take a chance. Answer me one question. Well, speak up. Are you, or have you ever been, a pencil sharpener? Eh? What? Do you mean,
5: do I own a pencil sharpener, don't you? Well, of course I do. Thousands, I suppose.
6: Why? Oh, nothing. It It's all right.
5: I think you must be overworked, Doctor. Uh, You talk as if you were not right in the
6: head. Pencil sharpener, pa.
2: Is... is he...
6: Yes. This tax is perfect, just as the accountants figured it two years ago. He's sound as a dollar.
5: Hey, dollar. Who says the dollar isn't sound? Don't sell the dollar short. Now, you take francs if you like, or pound sterling, or the rupee in Singapore.
3: Excuse me, I smell that coffee, Blondie.
6: Coffee? What coffee? Uh, Doctor, who are these people, eh? Oh, some friends of mine, and very good friends of yours, Harry. Uh, How did I get here? Never mind that. You were very tired. Need to get away from your offices and your telephones. So, Mr. and Mrs. uh, Bumstead.
3: B-U-M?
6: Bumstead, of course. The Bumsteads kindly gave you a, shall we say, sanctuary. Oh, I see. Uh, forgive me. You've been
5: very kind. Don't mention it.
2: It was a pleasure.
5: Oh, you won't be sorry. I have ways to help my friends.
6: A good many of your friends will be happy to see you again, Harry. Perhaps we've trespassed long enough on the uh, Bumsteads. I never forget a name. Or a kindness. Shall we go now?
5: Yes, yes. So many things to do, you know. Uh, you'll excuse us? You
2: bet. Of course.
5: Never have a minute to myself. Never.
2: Hey, where are you going?
5: Upon my soul, a little boy. A fine little boy. What's your name, son?
2: I'm still Baby dumpling. What's yours?
5: Uh, Just call me uh, Foxy, eh?
2: Okay, Foxy. Hey, let's play some more games.
5: Games? Yes. Yes, by George, I will. Always wanted to, and I'm going to. Doctor, I'm going to take that holiday you've been prescribing. You couldn't do a wiser thing. I've made enough money. Now I'm going to have fun. You come to my house, baby Dumpling. I'll show you how to play games. Come tomorrow. Come early. We'll all have a day. Bring your dad and your mom. Come, Doctor.
6: Goodbye, Mrs. Err, uh, Mr. Err. Uh... Bumstead. Yes, must make a note of that. You've made a very fine friend today. Goodbye. Wait for me, Harry. I'm not as spry as you are.
2: Oh, Dagwood, wasn't that wonderful? He got his tax right, and he's all right.
3: Yeah, it's certainly... Hey, what about my tax? He didn't do that.
2: Well, you'll have to start over, dear. Too? Now that I've met the fox, I want to read all about him. Where's that morning paper? Here it is, Mommy. Right where I put it. On the hall table. Thank you, dear. Why, Dagwood, what's this on the table under the newspaper?
3: Hey! That's it! The tax I made out last night. Baby must have laid the paper down on it and... And I've been hunting for it all day. Right under our noses. Oh, boy! I'm going to mail this now. I'll take it, Daddy on the Pony Express. Oh, no.
2: No thanks, baby.
3: Gosh, when I think what I've been through.
2: I know, dear, but it's all right now, and we have a new friend, and we have baby back, and everything's all right.
3: Yeah, everything's swell, everything's great. (laughs) Too!
2: What now?
3: I smell that coffee boiling over.
0: And so, we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen the next time we join the Bumsteads. Our next episode is entitled, Hamlet Gets an Upgrade. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Dagwood Does His Taxes, featured the voice talents of Megan Wonson as Mrs. Reardon and the girl, Beth Boxell as Filigree Jones, Jim Steffel as Goodwin, Andrew Woodard as Nemo, Greg Coots as The Man, Carl Zarling as The Doctor, Tara Jones as Baby Dumpling, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players. Looking for quality, affordable entertainment? Well, look no further, friends. Make sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so that you don't miss any past, present, or future productions. And don't forget to get your tickets for our Children's Theatre Workshop production of Bulk Tales for Fun, being performed on May 1st at the Elks Lodge of Watertown. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our continuing episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, D-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you and good night.